0: money fm 89.3 best of drive time money fm 89.3 good evening it is now time for sports minutes ziaul raushan and myself elliot danker in to talk sports today the focus on local sports a headline that caught our attention if you head over to straight i love it dear fas it's time to be honest
1: such a heartfelt title, right? To go with a heartfelt commentary piece by one of our favourite reporters, Deepan Raj who joins us all the way from Cambodia. Deepen, good to have you on. Of course, we're talking all things local sport, especially with the SEA Games going on, but in particular, your commentary piece. First things first, you recovered from that heartfelt writing?
2: Hi, Raushad, Hi, Elliot. Uh, yeah, first of all, I think uh, it's a long time coming, uh, a piece like this. Uh, it's not something that, that I've written just because... Uh, our young lions have once again failed to get out from the group stage. Uh it, it's more an overall look at you know how Singapore football has been ailing, you know, over the last decade or so. Um and, and it's it's really hard, you know, as someone who follows the game very closely, uh, the local game very closely, to to come out and, and be very clear and concise about, you know, what really needs to change. And that's what I tried to do with, with this particular commentary piece.
0: Deepen. Um you say our Lions have been, and our local football has been ailing over the past 10 years. I mean, is it a case of people at uh, the Football Association of Singapore just not being on the ground, not going to the coffee shops, not hearing how, I mean, even their own friends and relatives don't really want to support them because they don't play like they want to be there. Are, are they listening? or I mean, How is this piece going to make them listen, deeper
2: Yeah, so so first of all, I, I'm not naive. I, I don't think that... Uh, a commentary piece like that will be, you know, picked up by the president of the FAS or the general secretary Yazin Buhari, and and they'll be like, oh, we are being criticised by deepen Raj, and it's time for change. I I don't I don't imagine that to to be the case. What 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 my aim is is for the wider public to really be more aware of the various issues at play here. Uh, and one of them was, you know, like I alluded to, a, a lack of a good preparation. Uh, I think what really needs to be done now is for the noise to build around the FAS, for them to realise that, you know, we are at a point where we have to change something or else we lose our fans. Um, And if you lose your fans, there's no way of coming back, you know, because it's going to take a long, long, long time before you get the buy-in from your main stakeholders, which is your fans. So I think they need to realise that, you know, for most of us, you know, we have reached a point where it's really hard to get behind this team. And when you look at how we prepare for a tournament. You know, that, that says uh, everything that you need to know about your FA. So, for example, and I think we'll, we will touch on it a bit later. You look at Cambodia, who are the hosts for these SEA Games. The women's team prepared for six months in a training camp in China. That's what you call a preparation. Whether or not this Cambodian women's team, you know, goes on to the final or, or is competitive in the semifinal, final that's, that's another question. But have you given your best to the team to ensure that they can have a good performance. As long as you tick that box, I think you're doing your responsibility as an FA. Can we say the same thing for the FAS? Not at all. You know, you you take so long to appoint a women's coach to the point where the coach has one month to work with the team before they go to the SEA Games and then you expect the team to do well at the SEA Games. You know, it does not make sense. And, And that's where I'm coming at. I think... That there's there needs to be accountability, which means that if you have failed at doing something, you correct it and you ensure that the same mistake doesn't happen again. If this is happening year on year, year on year, where is the accountability? You know, at which point do we say like, "Hey, are you guys really"? Interested in doing this.
1: Fair enough, Deepan, you come from a very passionate place and I like the references you are making to our Southeast Asian counterparts, right? You bring up the Cambodia example and clearly there was prep. We'll talk about what the association perhaps can do better in a short while. But first things first, one line I picked out from your commentary is greatness and goal is not what fans ask for. Just a team they can get behind and Elliot touched on it earlier as well. Is this the sentiment you've gained from speaking to people on the ground, the fans?
2: Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that, you know, any one of us are asking for too much at all. Uh, we, we look at the teams in the region, you know, what gives us the right over a, a Vietnam or a Thailand to say that, hey, we should be challenging for top honours. Yes, I know at one, at one stage, you know, decades ago, we were one of the top dogs in the region. But time moves on and, and football teams evolve and, you know, we fall out of the race but at this moment you know is it too much to ask for for a team to be at least be competitive on an, on a regional setting and and i think when you when i speak to fans um in, in singapore i think that's all they're asking for you you look at Russia and very very simple you and i we were both at uh the the AAP suzuki cup at that time uh when singapore took on indonesia we we lost the game we lost the game to indonesia but you saw that everybody was behind the national team because that team that particular 11 fought hard for the match you know so i i think that's the kind of spirit that and, and desire and hunger that we want to see from our teams but to get there you need to have like i said proper preparation proper goal setting and just you know the overall belief that you are being equipped to do well in a campaign you know you know you know what was damning about about the reaction to the commentary that a lot of the current players from both the men's and women's team here at the SEA Games, they, they thanked me for it. And I think that, that tells you all you need to know about how they feel, you know, whether they feel they've been let down or not. Because, you, of course, you're not going to get a player from the men's or women's team at the SEA Games to come and say, oh, the FA let us down. But the very fact that they're thanking me for a piece like that, I think tells you all you need to know. deepen
0: I've, I've got a, a slightly different point of view um, that I want to draw across, uh, And maybe you, you could help me out with this. Growing up, I wish I could be like Fandi Ahmad. Wow, wearing the number seventeen, playing for my school team was a big deal. I admire people like Abbasad. After that, maybe Alexander Duric. Today, I look at the current national team and I can't find that person. But if I look across to Singapore athletes, I see so many who are wowed by the likes of Vipin Siew or even most recently Shanti Pereira, who who has been, you know. Blazing the trail uh, since 2015. Kids want to be like these guys, but no kid wants to be like the Singapore football team. What's what's the issue here? Why can't we connect with our players?
2: Elliot, I think I think that's a brilliant point you've raised, and I, I agree with you. I think when you look at other sports, there are all these leading lights that you know you can look at and be inspired by. Uh, and first of all, we we have to be honest, right? I think Singaporeans, uh, I think just. In, in, in nature, we are drawn to success. Uh, I think when we look at people who are winning something, we are drawn to them. So that, that um, automatically rules Singapore football, footballers out, right? Because they are not winning anything at the moment. But beyond that, you know, from a journalistic perspective, I think there's more to it. Are our footballers keen to be in the limelight? Are they, you know, willing to speak up? Are they willing to share their stories? I'm not quite sure. You know, you, you, you look at the likes of Shanti and, and Pinsu, I mean, since since you mentioned those two. When, when you reach out to them for certain things and, and stories or, or or you meet them and you speak to them, they are interested to speak to you. You know, you can see that come across. Whereas for Singaporean footballers, you really question, you know, whether they are they're keen to really tell their stories and inspire the next generation. It, it is not just enough to go on the field and then play your sport. You need to have the bigger picture in mind. Hey, uh, if today I speak to the media and you know, I tell people about my struggles and how I got over them, can I inspire one or two people? Our, our footballers, they're, they're not currently thinking like that. You know, I face a lot of issues in, in sometimes trying to speak to them and, and trying to convince them that, you know, they should do this or they should do that. And, and, and it's hard, you know, and, and if they don't realise it, you can't as a journalist force them to see like, hey, I think you should sh- share your story. It's not for me to decide. You have to decide then and the FA has to step in and say and, and sell them the idea that hey, if you speak up more, you know, more people will know about you, more people will come to watch you. And that's not being done at the moment.
1: Now, deepen you speak about accepting the place and the, the where football stands in the ecosystem, right? One thing I think Singapore football in general is struggling to accept is the fact that we are Minos. And you highlighted in your commentary as well. Do you think that is a problem because Singapore as a nation is leaps and bounds ahead of our regional rivals in so many other aspects of daily life. But when it comes to football, we almost have a chip on our shoulder thinking, hey, we are mighty Singapore and therefore we warrant a place alongside Thailand and Vietnam. Is that a mentality shift that needs to happen and a realisation that needs to be accepted before we even consider moving forward?
2: Yeah, so I think that, you know, that's a major point to to make because first of all, can you actually progress if you're not accepting where you are at the moment you know Um, my parents you know realised that I was bad at math and they got me a tutor you know if they don't realise I'm bad at math I've never got a tutor right so it's the same scenario here in Singapore football where we don't seem to accept that you know we have fallen so far behind that we are at the level of Lao for example and this is not you know saying anything about about Lao but it's just a realisation that we don't belong at at the mid-level, even even against uh, uh, Malaysia, we don't stack up at the moment. And and for us, we need to realize that to move forward. And by realizing that, then you realize that okay, there are certain things that now we have to do to make the next step. And then all that you hear about in the in the last few years has been us getting to the World Cup. You know, it's it's almost like we we are a parody. Or, or we, are, we are trying to make a comedy out of the situation. You know, if we you, if you if you, if you speak to someone from outside Singapore and we tell them, like, hey, you know, we're aiming to go to the World Cup. And then the person asks you, oh, that's great. Like, how are you doing regionally? Oh, we can't actually beat um, the minnows of this region. You know, it, it does, does not make sense. So are we setting goals the way they should be set? I'm sure you guys were in school when you, when you learned about SMART goals. There's nothing smart about the goals that we are setting at the moment.
0: There's also nothing smart about the way we are approaching it, the mentality and, you know, we speak of uh, younger generations having a sense of entitlement. Maybe we should look at our own generation. And the reason I bring that up, Deepan, is because I I saw a recent episode of uh, Season 3 of Ted Lasso. And in this episode, Ted Lasso invites the Richmond fans to the stadium to watch them train. His assistant coach says, is this a good idea, coach? And that Lasso replies, well, it's not really our team. We're just borrowing it. The team belongs to them. Maybe the FA needs to say, hey, the team belongs to Singapore. You should start thinking with the weight of actual Singaporeans on your shoulders. Invite them. Show them the progress that you're making. Show them that you're actually trying.
2: You know, Elliot, I, I, I'm not sure if it's as easy as that. Because if you can't even sell your idea or your plans to a journalist who has been around you for the longest time, if you can't convince him, what gives you the confidence that you can convince the others? You know, I, I mean, I, I write all this about Singapore football and, and, and stuff, and you might think that I'm the greatest enemy that the FA has. But in actual sense, a lot of these guys who are there, I, I've known them for years. They, they have my number. You know, they, they, have, they know how to communicate with me. And the fact that I have not been convinced, or I have not even been tried to, to, to be convinced by, by these guys. So the question really is, you know, do they really care about the direction of Singapore football? Uh, and I don't get that at all because every time there's some form of criticism, it's, I'm almost made to feel like I am wrong for speaking out. Mm. You know, It's almost as if they are, they are defending something that um, needs to be defended. Look, the, the FAS' def- defending is much better than any of the teams that they have. Uh, I think that says all that you need to know about them.
1: Look, Deepan, I think it goes without saying that you're fighting the good fight for the fans, so that counts for something at least. Just to wrap up this conversation, you alluded to it earlier, not being naive enough to think that one commentary piece is going to incite a whole ball of change. But in your opinion, what is one step the association can take to convince fans, stakeholders, reporters like yourself and casual observers that Singapore football is at least trying to move in the right direction from here on forth?
2: Yeah, so I think the first first person they need to listen to are the technical people uh, in FA. And when I say technical people, these are the coaches. So, at the last Sea Games, uh, Nazri Nazir came out to say that uh, his Young Lions team wasn't well prepared going into the Sea Games. And for some reason or the other, the same type of preparation was put in place for this current Young Lions team to go into So... So are, are our FA leaders listening to the technical people? These are the people who know football, you know? These are the people who are coaches who you should trust, you know? The, the opinion of someone who has been parachuted in um, uh, with a military background does not help Singapore football. you got to listen to the technical people. You you can You can be a decision maker. I'm not saying that. That you need to be a, a former footballer to be at the top to make decisions. But what I'm saying is listen to the advice of the people who know what they're talking about. And, and that's that's all we really need to know. You know, the, the obvious things are, are there. You know, don't don't wait till the last minute to appoint a coach and then expect the team to do wonders. Learn from our rivals. You know, if you want to get better, look at what the rest of the region is doing. You don't need to look at Spain. You don't need to have partnerships with Borussia Dortmund. That does not help us in in, in our region. Look at what the region is doing, the best practices in Thailand Vietnam, and then we go forward. Well, if you want to read all about it, head
0: over to straightstimes.com. It's a commentary piece by ST Sports writer Deepan rajagana a man I respect really greatly. The title, Dear FAS, It's Time to Be Honest. Head over to straightstimes.com, read all about it. Deepan, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to catching up with you again and stay safe at the SEA Games. Thanks, guys. Take care. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.